0: You know that it's five o'clock, it's always five o'clock somewhere. That is what they say. Is it always five o'clock somewhere? (laughs) Probably not, right? I honestly don't
1: know. I understand what you're driving at. I don't know. And you're hitting a little bit of a raw nerve because uh, the project I'm working on at work is about scheduling things. Uh, Don't worry about what the things are. That's irrelevant. But suffice to say, it's scheduling things across potentially uh, several different time zones. And let me tell you, time zones are the worst. I don't know if you knew that, Mike. Um, since I know you don't have anything to do with like, I don't know, an international business or anything, but, um, time zones are the worst.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I tend not to have that many issues with them anymore. Like I'm so used to it now, Mm -hmm. like working with multiple time zones. And plus I just make my own schedule anyway. So
1: yeah, fair enough. Living the dream. So, Mike, did you have a big week?
0: So, this is one of those problems that we have in the way that we record this show. Because right now, as we're recording, it's Tuesday and this comes out on Sunday. So, but the, we can't. I had hoped that last week, when we were talking about like Relay FM anniversary. That we would basically have, you know, we've sorted it all out. We've cleared everything we need to. But then we went and recorded this show naturally on a Tuesday as we always do, which is the actual anniversary day. So I kind of can't avoid it and neither can you because it's all we've been talking about all day. Yep. So there's going to be more of it.
1: (laughs) Yep. So sorry (laughs) sorry for uh, looking in the mirror and talking about how awesome we are. But, you know, usually we talk about how terrible we are. So (laughs) give us this moment. Uh, But no, this is a big, big day and big week, my friend. It's, and it, you could say it started with Analog and now it's going to finish with Analog.
0: I like to think that that will, will actually be the story of Relay anyway.
1: What, starting and ending with Analog? Yeah. So, so no pressure. We can never stop this show. This, this, will, be the, this will be the band on the, on the <laughs> deck of the Titanic as the ship goes down. You'll still hear the theme song i just think it
0: basically it's just that my my feeling of it was eventually i will do or say something on this show that will bring the entire company down like eventually it's just going to trend towards that road you know
1: i'm pretty sure if that's going to be anywhere it's going to be on bonanza but i'm with you in principle
0: you make a very good point (laughs) yeah we wanted to try and do one of those this week but we neither of our schedules matched up unfortunately which is a shame because, you know, I love that show. But that show is is great in its scarcity, right?
1: It's- to be honest, I, you and I have talked a lot um, privately about how important we think sticking to a schedule is because there are some in our industry who disagree. Um, let Bonanza be known as the exception that proves the rule because I think Bonanza every week just doesn't have the same ring to it. But bonanza just randomly showing up in my uh, podcast player of choice, which happens to be Overcast. Um, that's that's a treat. It's like Christmas. What like it eight ten weird. times a year?
0: I agree with that because Bionic on a weekly basis made sense. We because it just kept flowing. But then once it went to a, you have no idea when it's going to arrive. It, I think it becomes more of a interesting treat at that point, mm-hmm. and. One of the reasons that I always say to stick to a schedule is so you continue to do it. But we, I have no problem with that because me and him are always going to want to do this. Like we tried to put it to bed <laughs> and we couldn't. <laughs> and like I love that in May we didn't record an episode for the whole month or June or something. It was in June, and somebody sent a, a, a tweet to me and Matt, and they were like, "There was no episode for June," and I was just like. I'm surprised that you thought there was a thing. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm looking at the list now, and there was one, there's been one every month, right? There was one every single month, and then in June there wasn't one. But that was pure coincidence that there mm-hmm. was one every month. Right. And then we did two in July, and then I hope we can do one before the end of August. I'm actually going to send Matt a message right now and say, can we record next week? There you go. Can we record next week?
1: it happened it. it happened here you heard it here first kids yes you did you you heard it here first
0: but yeah that that show it, it lends itself to that kind of craziness i think and it always works talking about craziness uh i put a little easter egg at the end of last week's show it was where i with my wild hand gestures knocked over my glass of whiskey my old-fashioned, and it smashed into the glass desk, nothing broke, and then landed on the ground and spilt whiskey everywhere. Um, and I just wanted to clear up that, one, that was what happened. Two, it happened during the show, and we took it out, and I thought it was too good to not have ends so up in it at the end. And three, nothing went I, – I. you may have heard this during the show, like in that part, because Casey was like, did, you, did it go on anything? And off mic, I said, no, everything I have is elevated. So it it wouldn't have hurt anything. It would have maybe, it didn't, but it could have maybe got my keyboards wet. But aside from that, we're all good.
1: Yep. So uh, you know how to spill properly because you are indeed a professional podcaster.
0: Well, I only know that after I dumped like a liter of uh, (laughs) diet-free, like a sugar-free soda (laughs) into my old
1: MacBook. It was a liter of cola? It was, yeah. Have you seen Super Troopers? No. Oh.
0: Oh! I think Jason asked me this last on on analog, or not an analog. This is analog. on upgrade. I can't <laughs> keep track anymore.
1: We need we need to have you watch Super Troopers. It is not a '90s movie because I thought the kind of uh, agreement well, when that was
0: Super Troopers
1: then it well, actually it might have been late '90s. Come to think of it, hold on. I will solve for is, time. You can take it. I will solve for time and say that I thought the agreement was um, that Jason had the. 80s it is 2001 jason had the 80s i had the 90s and no one has really spoken for the 2000s yet
0: i can't think of any other show that it would work on though really
1: clearly it's going to be cortex because gray loves movies
0: (laughs) Uh, gray just consumes all entertainment as units (laughs) i don't think we could really talk about something like that
1: Fair enough. Um, but anyways, if we ever move past the 90s and into the aughts, we'll have to do Super Troopers because, God, it is great. And uh, actually, I think I'll have the the backup from Joe Steele on that one because I do believe that's one of his favorites as well. Uh, speaking of drinks, let's talk about ice breakers. That didn't really work well, did it? Oh, well. Nope. So uh, Holger, who was the originator of that icebreaker conversation, um, wrote in to us. Uh, would you like to read what he had said to us, Mike?
0: Yes, Holger said, I really liked your answers, Casey, and suggestions to my original question. I do have a similar issue with starting conversation with strangers, similar to what Casey described for himself. In addition to that, I'm not really confident enough to continue conversations, even though uh, I'm a totally normal and nice person. I guess, similar to Casey, I don't want to be sounding too creepily. Uh, my suggestion, that so Holger's suggestion for what he likes to do in these types of scenarios. Uh, what do you spend your money on? Goes in similar directions like what is your favorite day, uh, favorite way to spend a free day. Uh, I would rather say I'm doing a triathlon, playing classic video games or recording podcasts than tell a stranger that I'm an aerospace engineer working for a leading aircraft company. Uh, I totally understand what Holger is saying. Like I get what he's getting at. But personally, I'm most interested to find out about the aerospace engineer job (laughs) (laughs) like i'm sure because i love classic video games i love podcasts but i i do those things myself i am not an aerospace engineer and i would like to know what holger does for a living basically so if we were at a party i would be asking holger more about his job um i remember i went to a party a few years ago uh it was my girlfriend at the time, it was a party that we went to for a friend of hers. So I didn't really know anyone there. And I spent about two hours talking to a policeman. Really? Uh, I wanted to be a policeman.
1: Now is Bobby still a thing to you guys, or is that just an American like perception of Britain? And what's the difference anyway?
0: If they're the same, like Bobby's are just what people call policemen on the street. So it's no, we don't, nobody uses that phrase anymore. Um, it was one of those things that people used to say that has now been caught up into the lexicon of movies. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I wanted to be a policeman. Um, I wanted, my plan was to get a degree in criminology and do the fast track course to becoming a, uh, being in the CID, which is the crime investigation detective, I think. Oh man, I, I want to check that because it'd be crazy if I. Yeah, Criminal Investigation Department. There you go. Close enough. Uh, So I wanted to be in CID unit. I wanted to be a detective, basically.
1: Uh, That was my original job path that I wanted for myself. And then you ended up doing banking, and then you ended up doing podcasting.
0: Well, I decided that I, at the last minute, decided I wanted to change to English for a degree. And then at the last, last minute, I decided I wanted to change to media. And at that point, nobody would accept me. Into, to go to uni. So I went and did banking, and then the rest of the story, everybody knows, I think. Yep. Um,
1: I wanted to go back just a half step. Uh, speaking of aerospace engineering, I had several friends when I was in, in college slash university um, that were aerospace engineers. And uh, in general, I was not that surprised by many of the things they were learning until they explained to me that they were taking a class called Thin-Walled wall, thin Structures. And I said, Well, what is that about? And they said, Oh, airplanes. What? Thin walled structures? Yeah, 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 that's about airplanes. And sure enough, I went into the aerospace engineering lounge one day and they had a cross section of like the window of a 747. And did you know what, Mike, the outside of an airplane is like a quarter inch thick or something like that. I know we're going to get Holger and others writing and explaining to me how wrong I am and I'm wrong. But my recollection from 15 years ago was that it was deceivingly, freakishly thin. And every time I get on an airplane to this day, I think about how there's a class called thin walled structures.
0: Well, the thing is, it doesn't matter what people write in with whatever the actual thickness of the walls of a 747, they're still not thick enough. Yep.
1: Well, and that's then, of course, now we're going to get people writing in saying, well, you see, if it was any thicker, it wouldn't be able to get off the ground. Um, I don't care. But anyway, but <laughs> I want a brick walls surrounding me. <laughs> but no, I, I agree with everything you said. I would be interested to hear about Holger's job, but I agree with you. I agree with Holger that that's not really the point. And, uh, he, he touched on something which I think the entire internet wrote us, and I don't know why neither of us thought of this, but, um, A really great icebreaker that's very innocuous is how do you like to spend your time?
0: Yeah, because that one, I didn't say it at the time, but I noticed it again in the edit of the what do you like to do on a free day. Sounds like you're trying, like it's like a chat up line (laughs) or a pick up line, I guess you guys would call them. Yeah. Tell me, uh, do you like walks in the park? (laughs) You know, it kind of sounds like that. I did want to say about the job thing as well we're all over with this follow-up today, Um, I get embarrassed to talk about what I do for a living. Like, a lot of people don't understand it. It's kind of weird and different, so it it warrants a lot of attention from people. Like, if they're at all interested, they kind of have a bunch of questions that I sometimes don't really know how to answer. Uh, And I also think... It sounds a little bit self-obsessed, I think. Like when I explain what I do and, you know, I'm a media mogul, you know, like (laughs) like I can imagine that's how it sounds to people. Well, no, I don't say that, but I imagine that's how it sounds. Like if, if I kind of allow myself to get excited about it, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels weird.
1: Well, you know, if you say to them, well, I'm a media mogul or perhaps, well, I own a volcano. It's going to come across a little hoity-toity. But if you just say, yeah, I'm on the radio but on the internet, that sounds that sounds a little peculiar but interesting.
0: I put radio on the internet. Whee!
1: Um, I'm actually somewhat similar in that if people ask me what I do, I just say I'm a professional computer nerd. Like 99% of the time, that's what I say. Oh, do you do IT, which has different meanings to different people? Well, I, I write software for other companies. I'm a consultant. Oh, okay. And then that's usually where the uh, – conversation stops because nobody cares. That's right. Um, So anyway, so all all the feedback about that we appreciate. Um, So David wrote in and discussed breaking laws. Uh, Would you like to tell us about that, Mike?
0: Uh, this is going back to our discussion on speeding. A couple of episodes ago, Casey was talking about speeding and said something along the lines of knowing that you shouldn't break the law, but explain that he did anyway. I'd be interested to know whether you guys feel that laws should be adhered to by virtue that they are laws or are some laws just so arbitrary, stupid, oppressive, etc., etc., that we should feel justified in breaking them.
1: That's a slippery slope and a tough call. Um, I I think I've been caught up, I, I think I might have misrepresented myself in those episodes, because I, I, I do want to make it absolutely clear that I should not be speeding ever for any reason whatsoever. Speeding, however, is one of those things where, you know, everybody's kind of doing it so it's all you could make a very decent argument that by going the speed limit when everyone around you is going 10 over is actually more dangerous than just speeding with everyone else but without question it that is logic
0: wrong. really starts to fall down though like the because everybody else is because like would you, you know, jump off a bridge when people were looting <laughs> right yeah that too
1: uh no you're exactly like right
0: if people are looting the local store do you jump in and loot as well like
1: yeah, you're exactly right. And so it's it's a very slippery slope. Um I should be following the law every time I get behind the wheel for a multitude of reasons, not the least of which is to be as safe as possible. Um and I've been trying to relax about the way I drive, but you know, again, it's it's hard, you know. I've been driving for like twenty years now, so it's hard. Um, but anyways, uh, I should. You should always follow the laws. You should, at the very least, follow the spirit of the law, if not the letter of the law. But in every way possible, if you can follow the letter of the law, follow follow the letter of the law. There are laws for a reason. They're there to keep you safe, usually, and that's why they're there.
0: Breaking a the law is breaking a law, no matter what law you break in.
1: Yep, even if it's Still a stupid one. law.
0: All right. Even if it's a stupid law.
1: Why don't you tell us about something that isn't law-breaking and is awesome?
0: (laughs) This week's episode is brought to you by Hover.com, the best way to buy and manage domain names. Hover.com is the place that I've been going to for a very long time. It's the first place that I think of when it comes to thinking about a project, right? If I think, oh, I've got this idea for this thing that I want to do, and I think, oh, here's a great name for it, The next thing that I do is go to hover.com to see if the domain's available because that's so important in today's age. Like if you've got a name for a project that you want, you are going to need a website for it invariably and so you need a domain name for it, and that's where you will want to find them. And the reason that I go to hover.com is because their search tools are super simple. It's really easy. They show you what's available. They show you what's not. They make suggestions to you as well if you need it. They show you all of the TLDs right on one screen. You can just you can filter them if you want to get the kind of options you're looking for, but the, all of their 200-plus TLD options that they have, like Diamond, .limo, Coffee, and then, of course, .com.co.uk, .net, you know, dot Vodka. Dot me. Dot, is there a Dot Vodka? Mm-hmm. Wow, look at that. Do you have Casey Dot Vodka?
1: No, I'm too cheap. I don't even know how much it is. I did look, but I don't... Rec- I, I, and I looked on Hover, darn it. Um, That's the truth, but I don't remember how much it was. Let me see.
0: Yeah, because some of those newer ones can get a bit higher in pricing. Mm-hmm. But... For all of the domain options that you're used to, and for some that you're not, Hover offer great prices. They they always offer the best price they can. And so, for example, their .com domains are just twelve ninety nine, and they offer Whois privacy for free on top of that. So you get to keep your private information private. And also, when you're going through the checkout screen, you don't have to jump through hoops and uncheck a bunch of boxes and check a bunch of boxes. You don't need to do any of that madness. None of that madness. Casey, I want to tell you about something awesome that you might not know about. Have you heard of Hover Connect? I have not. This is a brand new thing that Hover are doing. So one of the things that annoys me about domain names is you buy a domain name and then you have to like search through a bunch of documentation to get MX records and enter them in and then you get them wrong and then you don't get any email for a week. I did that recently. Uh, <laughs> Hover Connect is a new service that Hover are using. So from the domain admin panel you can select which service you use. So if, say for example they are currently working with companies like Squarespace, Tumblr, Shopify, and many more you select what you're using and hover will automatically amend all of your dns records for you
1: that's pretty slick
0: yeah it's awesome so you just click a button and they amend all the dns records sometimes they need like an extra piece of information here and there but like all of those domain records that you need to change are all done and if you want to unlink it you just click unlink and they automatically settle the dns stuff to to default It's no more copy and pasting, no more getting things jumbled up. You can use Hover Connect and connect your domain to the service that you want to use. It's really awesome. But if you do have any problems at all, like when I did uh, set an MX record incorrectly and didn't know why I was getting emailed for a week, I emailed Hover Support, and they got back to me super quickly and told me exactly what I needed to change, which is so awesome. But they also have great customer support over the phone. They have a no-hold, no-wait, no-transfer telephone support policy. When you pick up the phone to call Hover, you'll be talking to the person who's going to be able to Help you, and don't forget they have their valet service as well, where Hover will take all of the hassle out of transferring domains from your current provider because they will do it all for you. So you want to head on over to Hover.com and try them out. You want to use the code Squash S Q U A S H at checkout, and you will get ten percent off your first purchase at Hover.com and show your support for this show. Thank you so much to Hover for sponsoring this week's episode. Code squash for ten percent off your first purchase. Talking about Hover, they tweeted uh, today about Relay FM, and they used the Mike was right hashtag. Oh, get out! Did you see this? I did. They tweeted like as a happy birthday to us, mm-hmm. and they they used Mike was right.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: so did you though today.
1: That is blasphemy. I did no such thing.
0: You said you put Mike was
1: right in a blog post. That's not true. That's kind of true.
0: It is true. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I'll change it's funny because it. that blog post in the blog post you you made the Mike was right a link to Twitter search that hashtag is used a lot. I should make a T-shirt or something or like a baseball cap.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had a big day. You had a very very big day, and um, and it's it's today as we record, which is Tuesday, the 18th of August. It is Relay's first birthday mm-hmm
0: yep it is indeed i thought that as i said earlier i thought we would have covered it all last week but i kind of oh, no. can't avoid it it's been it's been one of those big overwhelming days you so know? how
1: has the reception been so d- did did people start saying it to you before you had posted anything on the on twitter or on uh on the net you know today that is i know you posted some stuff um yesterday was it yesterday that you announced uh we should actually. We should plug the new shows. We haven't done that yet. Would you like to plug the new shows?
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, we have two new shows on Relay FM: Top Four and Liftoff. Uh, Liftoff is a show all about space um, with Stephen Hackett and Jason Snell, and then we have Top Four, where two opinionated people. Um, express their opinions to each other and rank their top four favorite things and it is hosted uh, by marco and tiffany arment and they are talking in for the first episode about video games and they're just going to rank random subjects if they're so their favorite x their favorite top four of x they will rank in later episodes so i'm very excited for more of them i have heard the next one and it's even better than the first one so i'm very happy I'm very happy that we have these two new shows on relay. So
1: big day, so I posted something which you talked about briefly, um and you guys posted the the blog post yesterday about the two new shows, but something else happened today.
0: Yeah, so last week um I met with uh Romaine at TechCrunch. Um and he'd mentioned to me that he was interested in, in writing a blog post Uh, The way that he'd initially mentioned to me was it sounded like he wanted to just write a blog post that was, you know, referencing that there's been podcasting for longer than NPR and Serial, like that it has existed and there are other types of shows, you know, which the the post definitely does touch on. Um, And then we met in London. Uh, We had we spent a couple of hours together, actually, and we had a really great chat. He's a really nice guy. We've spoken a few times in the past. Um and i had a bunch of coffee (laughs) so i chewed his ear off i think for a couple of hours and it was yeah we had a really great chat and, and he said to me that he thought that he might have enough to turn it into a bigger article just about us and he loved the thought that like the the anniversary was coming up right so it just kind of it led perfectly these two things aligned and then uh, I could put Romaine and Stephen together so they could chat too. And then this fantastic article came out today, which is effectively a profile of us, I think. It's probably the way that I look at it now. like It's talking about mine and Stephen's history and Relay FM's history and kind of the things that we believe in as a company um, and why, you know, Romaine kind of feels the same way that I do and I think that others do about why we've managed to be as successful as we are because of the things that we believe in. Um, And the way that we like to to structure things. Um, I've been talking a lot about this, so I apologize if people are hearing these stories over and over again. But it is important to me, so uh, I hope that it's important to you too, if you enjoy what we do here. But this was an incredible article that I was very nervous about. The article? I was very nervous. Yeah. What's there to me nervous? I've about? never been on this side. Well, cuz I've never <laughs> been on this side of things before. Like I've done interviews, right? But the interviews are just recorded right and and i don't ever think that people are gonna like twist up what i say and and it wasn't that i thought that remain would either but it's very different when i think it's it's just not used not what i'm used to like i spoke to him and he he kind of recorded the conversation so that made me feel good because i felt like he was trying his utmost to make sure that he accurately represented what i was gonna say but it was just weird right like because then I was like, oh, did I say anything I shouldn't have said? Like, um, Did I say something that could have come off in a bad way? And Not that I thought that he would have tried to make us sound bad because he's a, a, a good guy and he, I, mean, I know that he loves some of the shows as well so I don't think it was in him to want to say anything bad but I just was really second-guessing myself about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Like it was an irrational fear.
1: Yes and no. Uh, You know, I know people that have been talked to by the press. Like, I've never been contacted by the press. But I know people who have. And you, generally speaking, the people I know have not had good experiences. And generally speaking, normal people that are thrust into the spotlight, even like on the local news, I look at these people and I think that is not flattering to who you probably are. Like, oftentimes, I think the press deliberately or otherwise – it they they shine a light on the worst version of you. And that again, that may not be deliberate, but that's what ends up happening. This article, however, I thought was really, really, really well done. And I mean it's not the only article I've ever written or read, rather, that uh that's well done. But this one in particular, I was so happy to see how, how well done it was, because you know, you and Steven are, are two guys that I care about deeply and I really would have hated to see you um, brought through the mud. And so I was so happy to see how level it was and how I think it, it put a fairly strong emphasis, like you were saying earlier on the approach that you guys take to running this business. And I think that that's, I don't think you get enough credit for that. And we were talking about it privately in the relay Slack earlier today. Um, The idea that you guys aren't out to make 11 gazillion dollars for yourselves and pay your hosts just barely enough to keep them from going away. The fact that instead you view it as we need enough, you know, Stephen and Mike, we need enough to keep our families fed and to, you know, hopefully have a comfortable living. But everything else we're giving, you know, outside of expenses, of course, we're giving back to the host. Like, why is that so abnormal these days? It is abnormal, but it's kind of sad. Why is that abnormal? Why wouldn't you want? As a business owner, everyone to kind of share the wealth, but you know, you, you put dollar bills or uh, pound signs in front of anyone's face, and people tend to get greedy and selfish. And and I'm so lucky to be able to work with you guys, and you're th- that are way more giving and way more. I, I feel like you guys are peers more than you are my bosses. And granted, that's a little bit of a stretch to begin with cuz it's not really a boss subordinate situation but in some ways you're my boss and and I don't really feel that way at all in fact I noticed when I was saying to someone I think I was sending the TechCrunch link to like my parents and Aaron um and I said something about how we were featured in TechCrunch and I was referring to yeah. Relay and it just seemed natural to say we even though strictly speaking we is only you and Steven and and I just think that that's a really good, subtle hint that you guys are doing something right.
0: I like that. I mean, because that, that, that embodies what we attempt. Like, whilst me and Steven run the company, um, I think that Relay is a group of people, like, it's like 30 people now. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe 35, actually, you know, if you include... Because there are people that are very important to Relay that aren't in our, like, main group Slack or whatever. Um, you know, like help us with the web stuff and help sure, us sure. design and little bits and bobs like that. Um, it's probably a group of like 35 to 40 people that make this thing tick. And that's a big group of people. <laughs> it and, certainly is. Uh, it's extremely important to me, to both of us, that we all feel like we're pulling this together. Like we're somehow managing as a big group of people to make this thing happen. Because that's like... Because, you know, there's one part of it that I really touch on too much. It's like all of the people that I get to work with are people that not only I have incredible amounts of admiration and respect for now, pretty much every single person involved in this, I had admiration and respect for before they knew who I were or I was before any of these people knew who I was. And that for me makes it a different kind of feeling where it's like I really respect every single one of these people and I think myself lucky to be able to work with everyone that we get to work with so it's kind of just like this I want these people to to be in an environment where they feel comfortable and they want to do work and luckily they get to work with me on it and it's a great it's just a great thing and and I think that One of the nicest things that happened today was, well, the article ended up going up the moment we started recording Connected. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) <laughs> so like I've been waiting for it all day because we hadn't spoken about it. Like this is a thing. Like I wasn't sure because I was feeling, so I was feeling anxious. I was just nervous about it, right? Because I, I, I wanted it to come across well. I wanted it to, 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 like represent us properly. I wanted people to read it and feel like it was nice and not like, oh, look at those guys, they're up their own butts or whatever. Um, like I didn't want it to feel like that, you know. That these were all of the emotions that were going around in my head. To say it wasn't anything against Romain because I felt like he was gonna do us right. You know, but it was just Mm -hmm. I just wasn't sure how I would feel about it, how anyone else would feel about it. Like, not even everyone at Relay knew that this was happening because I didn't want to kind of um, jinx it. Yeah, that's the right term. I just didn't want to say about talk about it too much because I really wanted it to happen, and I didn't want it to be one of those things where I talk about it and then nothing ever happens. Um, Because you know, it just felt like an important thing to me. Uh, And then so yeah, we just started. So I was like, I don't know when it's coming out and I didn't want to ask him any questions. Right. Cause I didn't know if you can or if you should, <laughs> right. Like, do you, are you allowed to ask questions? I didn't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Uh, so I didn't ask him anything. Um, and then it went up literally the moment we started recording. So I didn't get to read it. What I did do, uh, I did a couple of keyword searches.
1: Oh goodness. For what keywords?
0: <laughs> just things I was worried about. Uh, that you know that I were I there was just a couple of things that I knew could be taken the way that I didn't expect them. I will not tell you any of them. Oh, well, I will tell you, but I will not say them now. <laughs> just some opinions that I have that I think are perfectly fair, but need context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to make sure that either a the context was properly given uh, and made sense, or b they weren't in there and everything was fine good <laughs> all the keywords were great uh what i loved my, and one of my favorite parts was that uh remain retold some of the story about the job quitting
1: mm-hmm. my job yeah, quitting. yeah i noticed about he, the story uh, yeah he quoted this show in there or yeah. Yeah, maybe paraphrased it but one way or another um it was in there and i i was overjoyed to see that let alone see my name mentioned somewhere on TechCrunch. and so i was like really giddy just to see that much. I can't fathom what it would feel like to have an article written about you and one of your best friends.
0: Well and all the artwork as well.
1: Oh and the so, artwork. Oh god, we we were saying this actually hand on heart. Mike and I were talking about this before the show started. Um Frank Towers's uh, Forgotten Towels artwork for every darn show is so good and it looked so good in this article. Um although quick aside, liftoff might be my favorite. Lift you've Off seen is that so big, good. right? I've seen it big-ish. I've not seen it, like, gigantic, but it's so good. Yeah, if you so go to good. the
0: blog post, like the Relay FM blog post about the show, you can click on it and get a bigger version because it's when you see the
1: embroidery. Oh, God, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it's so good.
0: <laughs> my, I said this already a couple of times, but my brain can't properly process how he didn't just take a picture of a patch. <laughs>
1: it's seriously so good oh my goodness i heard you talking to snell about this
0: this was that was the first so we told him the show we told him the premise we and we gave him some kind of like this is the type of stuff that we like was very loose we'd barely give him anything that was what he sent us back
1: i would hope that this was either the very first result or like you you asked for the most minor of tweaks after that because this is freaking perfect
0: so he sent us this. We gave him uh, like basically. Oh, uh, the, there was one move like where it said Hackett and Snow. It had that at the top. They wanted to it at the bottom. Like that was it. Uh, and my favorite. Well, I have two favorite things. Obviously, I love the patch. But my other favorite thing is your know, Relay FM sixteen. Mm-hmm. It's the sixteenth show.
1: Yeah, I dig that. Yep. So good. You've it's, gotta, well, it's
0: the sixteen piece sixteenth piece of artwork he had to do.
1: You've got yes. to get, you know, someone to make this patch. I'm assuming Brad knows someone who knows someone yeah. who knows someone that can do it. But and I and again, I heard you talk to Snell about this on Upgrade, but you've got to you've gotta get these made.
0: There is a very strong chance that we'll have a small number of these made, yeah. Oh, for sure. Because
1: it's it's too good not to do.
0: Like yep. even if it's just one of those things that breaks even, it's like there's no way you just couldn't do it. Yep. Um dibs. but yeah, so like all the artwork stuff like he asked if we could just send us off. I had no idea he was going to use it. And, you know, I loved that he included the picture of me and Stephen at the bottom, mm-hmm. which is one of my mm-hmm. favorite photos, oh, even so though good. like we both look very different. It was like a couple eh, of years matter. ago at WWDC, but I, that's the, the photo that's on our about page. And I love the line, uh, where he talks about how all of our shows like a comic book universe.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, was extremely impressed by that. And I think it might've been Snell said in the chat, um, you've got to steal that. It's like your tagline. If you didn't come John. up with it. Oh, it was John. Yeah, it was okay. like
0: if you didn't feed that line, you got to steal it.
1: Yeah. yeah well, you're and right. It was it Syracuse. It and, oh, so good.
0: You know, one of the, one of the reasons I love that though, like, and I, I think I think he, that Romain quoted me talking about yeah like I, when I was talking about five by five and all the shows like back when I used to listen to all of like you know the talk show and building allies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Hypercritical, because that was how I categorized them differently. But I'd be like it was you know the idea of all the shows being linked together. So the thought that people think about that when they listen to my shows is a fantastic compliment to me yep. because that is something that I really care about oh man i feel like i'm just spending so much time talking about this but i'm just so excited about it i can't i can't stop so i'm sorry um what was some of the uh, oh the other part that was kind of crazy the paragraph talking like giving the job titles of the people (laughs) it's like oh my god like when you just read it out where it's like mac stories like chicago sometimes mashup like it's like holy moly yep you get atps casey lists Mm-hmm. In there. I don't know who that but guy is. Yeah, going back to the shoelace story, I didn't know who's going to put that in there. I had no idea. So I assume that Romain is actually listening to this show. So, hey, buddy, thank you again. No, it, you was, was listening.
1: it was so good. It really honestly was. Um, I'm not just blowing smoke to be a nice guy. It really, really was good. Uh, I sent the I really article to
0: my brother... Uh, both my brothers and, and some other family members and my older brother sent me a message back, even though he knows this to be the truth because I said it. He's like, is that Shule's story true? I was like, yes, it's very true.
1: <laughs> it's so good. It really is. But anyway, uh, so I have one final question about this and we should talk about somebody else that's awesome uh, other than ourselves. hey um <laughs> If I had asked you a year ago today, do you think there's even a chance – that you will have the featured article on TechCrunch, even for but a moment one year from now, what would you say? No, not a chance
0: no, I mean that there's no way there's so but like there's not even just this article elements in this article which are facts <laughs> about our company, I wouldn't believe. So like one of the things that we have given as a piece of information to TechCrunch, we've not given anywhere else was the fact that we now deliver over 1.5 million downloads a month across the network. So many. I wanted to give them a number to Mm -hmm. give credibility to people that don't know who we are. Yep. And that is a true number. It's happened for a few months in a row now, and it doesn't seem like it's going to change. Uh, so I figured let's give them that, and me and Stephen agreed that that made sense, and they put it right in there. And I think it's just one of those things that just right off the bat, it just gives people the credibility they need to keep reading. I think, um, but it was something that I wanted to put in, and like you know, like that fact is madness. Like I actually don't know if I would have believed that three, four, five, six months ago. Maybe you know, yeah, because mm-hmm. um, we did that jump very quickly um the, the jumps were quite large um and have been this year uh, for the last few months of this year uh and then just like you know some of the people that are in this list like it, it's just crazy to me i, I don't think i would have believed it and it's uh it's been a great moment um of the day and many people have had many many nice things to say uh and oh an incomplete thought sorry i'm sorry an incomplete thought that i didn't finish earlier was um when we were recording connected uh the slack room was like just buzzing and i came to it afterwards and it was one of my favorite moments of the day was reading through the messages that people in our slack room were sending to each other about the article because everybody was agreeing with what was represented in the article about the way that we perceived the company. And that was, like, another thing that I was worried about, which is, like, this is how I believe we operate, run, and everybody feels, like Mm -hmm. because this is what we set out to achieve. And everyone was nodding their head in agreement. Um, And Marco made me cry today.
1: (laughs) I can understand that.
0: Um, He wrote just – I just finished reading the TechCrunch post, which was emotional enough. And then I just went and read uh, just a, a, a link post that Marco wrote, and he wrote a little paragraph at the bottom, uh, which I won't read now because I'll cry again. It just made me cry. It was just I don't know why that piece specifically. I, I've read everything else, but it was just it was just enough to push me over the edge. Uh, I did very much have tears in my eyes this morning when I was reading what you wrote about me and Stephen and and everything we do here, and yeah, everyone has been so nice, and that. Applies tenfold to the hundreds of messages that I've received today from people. Uh, I love everyone, and you all make me very happy.
1: Working, yeah. working with a close-knit group of old and new friends and doing conversational sn- shows about geeky in- your geeky interests and having enough listeners to make money and getting paid such a large portion of the gross revenue is almost completely unheard of in the rest of the podcast world. That's why Relay is such a bright future. They keep the talent happy and attract new talent easily, so they'll keep publishing great shows with ever-increasing audiences, and everyone wins. Marco Armit.
0: He's a good writer, that Armit.
1: Mm-hmm. He knows what you he's doing. It's spin a yarn. He can. All right. So let's uh, take it down a notch and just um, and just say one last time that I am super proud of you guys. I'm really, really honored to be a part of this. And and like I said earlier, I genuinely feel like this is my victory as well, which is probably a little bit kooky, but I'm going to roll with it anyway, because
0: it 100% is because you were the first person to take a chance on us. And I will never forget that.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. You can look No, at it's that. true. It's true
0: because everybody else, like, we were already in it together, you know? The other, the other shows, like the other four shows, we were already in it together. We've been working together for a long time. But you were the first person that were like, I'll give you a shot. Oh,
1: that's what I'm here and for. I,
0: and I will always appreciate that, Casey.
1: So in other words, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first, Relay was successful because of me. So anyway, let's talk about something that's awesome.
0: (laughs) This week's episode of Analog is brought to you by Squarespace. You can start building your own website today at squarespace.com and you want to use the offer code FEELS at checkout to get yourself 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. With Squarespace, you will be able to build a site that looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level without any coding required. So this can be whether you know how to, to write and code websites, or doesn't matter if you do or you don't or maybe you know and you just don't want to have to bother putting the time in to build another website that you don't have to maintain and look after. This is stuff you don't have to worry about Squarespace. They have intuitive and easy to use tools to help you make your website look and feel exactly how you want and if you are the type of person that does notice stuff and there's that one little thing that you just want to change in a certain way you can use their dev platform and all the dev tools that they have to go in and tinker with that stuff if you want to as well but with only having to make that one change that one change one time and then everything else runs tickety-boo and this is in responsive design with their fantastic beautiful templates with their state-of-the-art technology that will be powering your site that ensures security stability and looks after your hosting and scaling squarespace is trusted by millions of people around the world and some huge companies as well because of this power that they give you for all of the stuff that they look after as well. I mentioned their templates. They have templates for all types of site, you know, whether you're setting up a business, a store, a portfolio, a blog... Maybe a site for your band, a site for your restaurant, maybe you're setting up one of their cover pages, their single page websites to announce your engagement or to give information about your wedding. Squarespace sites can be used for all types of ideas and and things that you have uh, like you know mentioned when I had my very first podcast network, we ran the entire thing on squarespace, and these days at relay Fm even though we have this system that we, we built and have helped build we still use Squarespace for a bunch of stuff because there are some things that they do better than we ever could we have a store we use Squarespace's commerce platform and we have a store that uh, sells t-shirts and stickers which you should go and check out relay.fm slash store Squarespace's commerce platform is awesome it gives you everything that you're going to need to sell physical and digital goods online we also have Squarespace for our blog as well because they have all the tools that you're going to want for a blogging platform they just make it so easy and so simple that we just you know if people need that stuff that is where you go we have a Squarespace site dedicated for all of those things they have live 24-7 support with chat and email they have teams located in New York Dublin and Portland who are there to help you if you need it if you sign up for a year with Squarespace with their plan starting at just $8 a month you'll also get yourself a free domain name as well allowing you to give your site the name that you want to you can start a free trial with no credit card required and build your website today by going to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code FEELS, F-E-E-L-S, to get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for this show. We'd like to thank Squarespace for helping us out today. Squarespace, build it beautiful.
1: All right, we're running a little bit long, so do we have a quick topic we can talk about before we do some Relay Your Feels? Yes. Excellent.
0: This was something that you have put in the document. Uh, Ah, yes, yes, yes. With the topic of buying everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, now that uh, Relay is IPO'd and we're all trillionaires, I want to just buy all the things. That's what happened, right? That's how this works?
0: Yeah, let's do Relay (laughs) of (laughs) Fills.
1: Wait, that was it? That was the whole thing?
0: No, that's not it. (laughs) All
1: right. Now, uh, this is actually going to be very quick. And a week or two ago, it occurred to me that I have gotten, like, a tremendous amount of lust for things. And I've always liked having stuff like Erin, doesn't really need stuff. She doesn't really care for stuff. She doesn't like stuff like she doesn't care if she has a new phone every year or every probably wouldn't even care if it was every two years. She doesn't care if she has an iPad or not. She has my old uh, original Retina iPad and rarely uses it. Um, she doesn't care if she has a fast computer. I got her that MacBook Air that's been through the drink eight times last year because I was tired of seeing her use my uh, old and busted personal machine. She just doesn't get get into stuff like i do and that's not uncommon it's just very different than me me however i love stuff i like my car i like my computer i like my phone i like my ipad i even like my laptop bag i obsessed over this Tombin laptop bag for like months before i finally decided to pull the trigger and buy it and i freaking love this laptop bag it's the best and the thing that really struck me and the reason i wanted to talk about this briefly is that I finally decided to get this Tom Bin laptop bag that I've wanted for a really long time. And I'm really excited with it. I just love this bag, right? Really into it and head over heels about it. More than one should be about a bag, to be honest, especially for a laptop. Be that as it may, I'm into it. I'm really excited. I love it. You know what I was doing like three days later after I received this bag? (laughs) I was looking at other bags on Tom Bin's website, not laptop bags, mind you, but just other bags in general. What is my deal? What is my deal? Like, why is that a thing? Also on this list, as I started thinking, because it occurred to me, like, I just got this thing. I've gotten the payoff that I've wanted. Why am I looking at more stuff? And I mean, a, a lot of you have probably hurt your eyes from rolling them so hard. But I mean, this is, I'm kind of serious here. Uh, why is it that the moment I get a thing, and a lot of us are like this, I think, the moment you get a thing, you're like, ooh, I want that other thing. And uh, as another example, like I love my car. I love my car. Yet, I've been kind of looking at new M3s, and I've been looking at the Volkswagen Golf R and thinking, hmm, those are nice cars. I I just – with cars, with computers, with phones and iPads, I just always want something new. And what is my deal? I don't understand what my problem is. Fix it, Mike.
0: Well, I mean I can't because I really want a new MacBook. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and the no. only reason that I haven't bought one already is because I know that new iPhones, new iPads are around the corner. And an iPad is going to cost... This Say this iPad Pro, who knows how much that thing's going to cost. Probably the price of an iPad.
1: You're going to get one if, if it comes out?
0: If it has what I expect, think and hope it will, then yeah. Which is
1: um, more RAM, more storage and pen support. Uh, you know, you, they say that if you see a stylist, they've already lost.
0: I'm already bracing myself for a thousand of those tweets. <laughs> because so everybody will have that really funny joke at the same time. Yep.
1: It's so true.
0: Even though the thing that Jobs was talking about was not that no. in any way.
1: No, it wasn't. But that's okay. I don't know. <sighs> and that's the other thing. It's like, you know, I, I've... I've I've been making a little bit of extra money by way of the podcasting, and and I've told myself, and I think I've gotten Aaron on board, that the one affordance I'm allowing myself is I would like to be on the yearly upgrade cycle for phones, which is not cheap. It is very expensive. But I'd like to be on the yearly upgrade cycle for phones. That in and of itself is unremarkable. But I have a two-year-old iPad that can't do a lot of the new snazzy things that are that you can do in iOS 9. So I might want to get a new iPad this year. And additionally, my personal laptop, I just got a new work laptop, which I love. Um, I finally joined the, the age of Retina screens for the very first time. It's the very first Retina Mac in the house. Um, but anyways, my personal laptop is four years old now. And I'm really considering maybe getting a um a new mat or a new laptop once the new chipsets come out which is probably going to happen late in the year so you're looking at just to make the math easy a thousand dollars for a phone a thousand dollars for an ipad three thousand dollars for a mac that's five thousand dollars in apple equipment alone and by the way it's aaron's turn for a new phone as well so that's another you know thousand dollars that's just that's a crap load of money that's a car for god's sakes so who knows if i'll actually do all these things but God, why can't I just be happy with what I've got? What is my deal? Oh, and P.S., I'd really love a Mac Mini server and a new external monitor.
0: Which one a Mac Mini server for?
1: Plex. Actually, to be honest, what I'm really thinking about doing, and I'm re- the more I think about it, the more I think it's probably the right answer, is I'm thinking about getting a Mac Mini as my home machine and then um, just not getting a personal laptop, just using my work laptop for that sort of thing. But I don't know. It's I get a little skeeved out about mixing work and play in that regard. Even though, if I'm honest with myself, it's already pretty much happened. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I don't know. I just I want all the things, Mike. Make me not want all the things. Go.
0: I can't help you
1: because <laughs>
0: I'm. You know, I'm the I am the same, and we get to give ourselves that. Like, I mean, I think maybe you more than me, right? Because, you know, okay, so I'm giving myself, like, I'm giving everybody half sentences here. So <laughs> we give ourselves the out of, like, you know, oh, I do it for my work, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, I have to buy a new iPhone. But I think you have more of a justification of that than I do because I don't have side money anymore.
1: Oh, well, that's true.
0: I have just money, right? <laughs> uh, and I'm using that money to also try and save for a house. Right. Um, but you have side money. That's true. So, like, it's easier to, to make the justification. Now I'm, like, thinking I would like to go off contract for a phone just because. So that's going to be, like, £700. And then maybe this iPad will cost, like, a 1000 Right? I'm thinking probably something like that. So it's like, uh, that's a lot of money. Like, I can't afford that at the best times, let alone when I'm trying to also save for a house. So, like, do I just buy one of them? Like, I think I could probably sell my iPad Air too. Maybe I'll be able to recoup some of the cost of one of those devices. Like, you know, it's this whole dance. Yeah. But I'm totally there with you. Like, this is just normal human being behavior, I think, which is why Apple has 75 gurgillion dollars in the bank.
1: Yeah. And I mean, to give myself a little bit of credit, I haven't bought myself a computer in four years. And the computer I got for Aaron, I think I got her the right computer for her, which is to say it was basically a bare bones Mac, uh, um, MacBook Air. The only thing, the only upgrade that it had was eight gigs of RAM. It's the
0: you did leave one really important upgrade away from the MacBook Air though. What's that? Waterproofing.
1: I knew you were going to say that. You're such a jerk. Anyway, um, (laughs) but so I don't I don't actually spend that much money that often. Like this will be two years since I've had an iPad, which I don't think is an unreasonable amount of time to wait. But I certainly could wait longer. I probably should wait longer, and in all likelihood, I won't wait longer.
0: I've had my iPad for uh, like two months. (laughs) Um. The the computer I, I didn't bring that up purposefully for you because I think f- three or four years is perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, I don't Personally. think that's unreasonable.
0: Um, I, uh, know. I know. We'll we, we'll revisit this again in a couple of weeks' time. I'm just hoping that all of this comes out when I'm in Portland and I have enough money together and they have the stock that I can just buy everything there and at least save a couple hundred pounds.
1: Can you? Could you have somebody ship it to you? Like, could I buy it and ship it to you, or is that like hugely illegal?
0: It's not illegal, but if customs find it, I'll be paying the 20% in VAT. So, and then a customs charge. So it ends up being about the same.
1: Oh, bummer. So basically, I have to fly it over. Well, how cheap is a plane ticket, Mike?
0: Not cheap. Fair enough. Because the other thing about Portland, as Doug is reminding me, which makes it so enticing, is there's no sales tax
1: in Portland. Ooh, yeah. See, that I can't help you with. We have, I think, six and a quarter percent, something like that here.
0: So not only do I get the conversion. I also don't have to pay tax.
1: Mm, that would save you a crud load of money. Good luck. So
0: I'm thinking I might be able to hopefully get one of those devices when I'm there. We'll have to just wait and see. Maybe I end up with a 128 gigabyte gold iPhone 6 Plus S because it's all okay. they have. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah, We'll see. All right. Well, why don't you tell me about one more thing that's awesome and then let's do a quick Relay Your Feels.
0: Relay Your Feels this week is brought to you by Red Hat. It may not be news to many people that supported open source is now widely accepted at the highest levels of enterprise computing. But the extent of adoption is probably broader than you think. And most of open source running in elite data centers is Red Hat. And it's more than just Red Hat Enterprise Linux. Red Hat offers storage solutions, cloud computing, and everything that you need for application development, all open source and all enterprise grade. The stats are eye-opening red hat runs in every executive department of the u.s federal government every airline telecom giant and healthcare company in the fortune global 500 the new york stock exchange and every commercial bank in the fortune 500 more than 90 percent of all of the companies in that very fortune 500 use red hat for everything from the critical To the routine. The only thing that's surprising is how many people, people who know a lot about technology, don't know this. It's almost as if Red Hat snuck in, got comfortable, and quietly transformed the technology business without making much of a fuss. Sometimes the most disruptive technology is the stuff that no one notices at first. To find out more about how Red Hat is quietly redefining enterprise technology, visit redhat.com. Red Hat, build on it, run with it, count on it.
1: All right, so some really your feels. Okie dokie.
0: So, uh, over there on Twitter, uh, this is with a context of you trying to sell Aaron on a Jeep. Um, <laughs>
1: oh, that was actually a joke, but carry on.
0: Uh, said, uh, this made me think of a question for Analog. What are some of the things that Aaron has tried to sell you on?
1: So, I kind of wish she was nearby, because I'm sure she would have 105 answers for you, but I, I can't think think of any off the top of my head. Um, the, the Jeep discussion that we were talking about is I had jokingly said to Aaron on Twitter, Oh, I found something like I found your next car. And it was a link to the Jeep grand Cherokee SRT eight, which is like the hot rod version of this, uh, relatively large truck. Um, and I was saying it jokingly, but of course only Aaron realized that. And 90% of the internet had to come out and tell us how that's a stupid car and it won't get good gas mileage, which is all true. But anyway, um, what does she have to sell me on? <sighs> I don't know. And Nina
0: uh, has to try and sell me on eating better.
1: Oh, yeah. And she does a
0: good job at it.
1: Yeah, I would say that probably applies to me too. Um, Aaron is more conscious than I am. I think of that stuff and I need to I need to get better about it because my metabolism ain't getting quicker. Um, I don't know. I I feel terrible because I, she's going to listen to this at some point and she's going to say, oh, you, you silly person. You could have said this or that or this or that. And... Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. Oh, God. Uh, we're going to have to follow up. I'll, I'll have to talk to her about it, and we'll have to do some follow-up. Or maybe we'll just have her uh, come on the show for a second and explain. But um, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I know it's a terribly boring answer, but I don't know.
0: Revitessa wrote in and said that she'd just attended uh, Cast Party Live. I don't know if you know what this is, but... no, This was a... Um, An event that was held, I believe, in New York, which was, I think, streamed to cinemas. And it was like live recordings of some like popular podcasts from Gimlet and NPR and stuff like that. Um, And she felt that there weren't many in her age age, range. She's in Canadian uni. What are your thoughts on events like Cast Party and your thoughts on average range of podcast listeners? Um, I think it's in the 25 to 30 range, she says. Um, I think that the average range probably is in that 18 to 25 range. I think, I think that, that golden, uh, (laughs) but I don't think, I feel like maybe the average, but I think that we have wild, like a pretty wild range on that as well, though. Like, I feel like that maybe we're our bulkers, but it can, it can go into much older ages, um, do you have any kind of feeling at this from ATP? Because this thing, like, we have no idea about this stuff. Like, we yeah. can't get these statistics.
1: Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know anything offhand. We've never, to my recollection, we've never done a survey or anything like that on ATP. Um, my gut tells me it's probably people in college through mid 30s mid to late 30s i'd say is your average like most people fall into that category but my parents listen to this show um i don't know i'm sure there are kids that listen to shows Mm -hmm. um but i'd say my guess would be 20 to 20 to 40 maybe 20 to 35 is probably the the meat of the listenership would be my guess
0: but what do you think about events like this like live podcast events
1: um, I think it's fun. Like when we did um, when we did ATP Live, not this past WWDC, but the one prior. I thought it was a lot of fun. And you and I, if Memory serves, had kicked around the idea of doing analog live at WWDC this year. Uh, live in front of people, not live in your and Stephen's hotel room. Um, yeah,
0: we we kicked that around a bit. We're kicking it around again for next year, maybe. Um, I think maybe just trying to do one big relay show. Might be nice, you know, like mm-hmm. we just get a bunch of people and everybody just is on stage.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Um, I would love to do another live show. I thought it was super duper fun. But the reason I thought it was super duper fun is because I didn't have to take care of any of the uh, planning. Um, that was all done for us, mostly by Jesse Char but um, and, and Gruber. But a lot of it was taken care of. So I just basically like a true diva showed up did my thing and then hung out backstage. So I think if I had to plan it as you guys presumably would have to, it would be terrible and miserable.
0: I am interested in doing this stuff at other points in the future. And I like that podcasting is at a point where these things can happen. I Mm -hmm. think that that's awesome. So going to XXO in a few weeks and they have an event called Story. Like so they have a part of their festival, they have like story games music and uh one other as well. So they have like a video games one, they also have like a board game one, but I can't remember what they call that. And their story one is just a bunch of podcasts like Reply are all gonna be there, You Look Nice Today are gonna be there. Um and there's a couple of other podcasts I've never heard of, uh but seem to be popular um amongst like the storytelling crowd, which I don't really listen to a lot of those sort of shows. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so there's. Uh, I like that that stuff's happening. Um, I like the idea of doing more things like that. Because, you know, more than anything else, I really like meetups and that kind of stuff. We're hoping to do a meetup at XOXO because there's going to be so many relay people there. So if that's the case, I'll let, I'll let people know what we're thinking of doing there. But yeah, I think it's cool. I think I'm ca- glad that's happening. I'm glad that uh, Tessa went and seemed to enjoy it, uh, even though kind of felt a little bit out of the the standard listener the average listener yeah
1: there i'd i'd love to do something you know locally or or whatever but how do you you can't do that when it's just you hey guys come hang out with the internet's casey list at such and such restaurant or such and such bar at such and such time like no you can't i feel do
0: exactly the same about that
1: yeah you, know, you can't it can't be like that now if you came to richmond hint hint then i would totally figure out a way to set up come hang with you know casey and mike and maybe even watch a live analog yep. but um
0: makes sense when there's like a a thing and it's more than one person it's like another thing
1: right but um, but when it's just me, it's like, no, they, they, get over yourself. You're not that important. Who the hell is Casey anyway? Who the hell is Casey?
0: On that note, if you want to find the show notes for this week, head on over to relay.fm slash analog slash 54. If you would like to find out who the hell is Casey, then go to caseylist.com. <laughs> Or you can follow Casey is at C-A-S-U-I-L-I-S-S, that's Casey Liss, and I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Casey Liss.
1: Happy birthday, Mike, and Stephen, and Relay.